The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Seven minutes after six. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, it's the time for the forum at eight now. And this morning we'll be talking about prejudice. And the question we are asking is whether prejudice is a fundamental and natural part of what makes us human. Is it natural? And uh, I know that, that that is, you know, quite a daunting question because it seems as though prejudice is something that we are confronted with on a daily basis. It's everywhere, all the time. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are. It affects all of us, whether you're a member of the majority or the minority. So this is the question that we'll be grappling with this morning. And especially in, you know, the South African context, but it's not peculiar to South Africa, uh, coming from our race-based past, and, you know, all the other sort of uh, intricacies that we deal with. Uh, We look at things like uh, homophobia, uh, classism, sexism, and, you know, all of these uh, speak to some of our prejudices. So uh, that's what we are going to be talking about. So are prejudices a fundamental and natural part of uh, of what makes us human? So is it natural to be prejudiced? That's what we are talking about. 0891-104-208. That's the call-in number. You can tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Alternatively, you can SMS us on the number 34701 and that will cost you one rand. And uh, joining me in studio uh, John, uh, is John Murillo. Yes. And he's an African-American uh, poet and playwright. And he uh, joins us in our Joburg studio, of course. Thanks for coming through. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Uh, Santosh Pillay is a clinical psychologist at King uh, Dinizulu Hospital Complex in Durban. Thanks so much for speaking to us. Now, good morning to the listeners. And we also have with us uh, Jacob uh, Molapisi, who is a social commentator and former chairman of Gauteng Provincial Executive Council of Sangoko. Thanks for your time this morning, Jacob. Thank you, Sakina, and having me. Good morning to the listeners. Thank you. Uh, Santosh, let me start with you. Um, when we talk about prejudice, perhaps it's a good place uh, to start out by defining what prejudice is. So what is it and why does it exist? Hi, Zakina. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, I mean, that's quite a big question, you know. I mean, and there's no easy answers, as I'm sure you and the listeners know. Um, but I would actually like to ask a question about the question. Because I think it seems to be more important, before we even get to what prejudice is, to actually start interrogating where this question comes from. Because this question seems to be loaded with a whole bunch of assumptions about what it means to be human and what it means to have relationships with other human beings. So before even getting to what prejudice is, the questions I want to know is, who's asking this question? And what's at stake for the people who are asking this question? Why is it being asked? You know, where is it being asked? In which circles is this kind of question being debated? You know, and when did it even become a legitimate question um, as a point of discussion? So these are kind of the questions behind the question that I think are important to kind of get a better understanding um, of where this discussion can go. But, you know, to get back to your original question about prejudice, I think no, prejudice... No, 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 before you get back to mm. that question, now let, let's engage slightly on the questions that you've just raised. Uh, perhaps John would like to weigh in here. Sure. Well, good morning. It's hard to say where the question came from. For me, at least, uh, I was asked to do this uh, radio show just yesterday. 
Um, so I can't really say where the question comes from. Um, but I think it is a natural question. We see these things happening all over the world, not just here in South Africa, but in the United States as well. And we have to ask ourselves, how is this so? How do we have so many parallels in our situations? And how do these parallels also parallel other situations around the world? So one, I think at some point needs to ask if this is an innate behavior or if it's something learned. And I think the follow-up question is what's to be done about it at that point. And when you ask whether this is even a legitimate question, uh, Santosh, I mean, uh, why do you ask that? Because all questions are loaded with assumptions and all questions have certain things at stake depending on what the answer is. So the fact that this question has even become a question means that there are particular individuals who have begun asking it. And and, and we've got to ask, what's at stake here? If we say, yes, we are naturally Mm -hmm. prejudiced, what's at stake? Who's got something to lose and who's got something to gain? And unless we understand who the players and who the actors are behind this question, then we, we, we won't be addressing the elephant in the room. Because the question itself is not a natural question. Why in, not? Because all questions are manufactured. So questions come from particular historical and social moments. And what is it particularly about this current historical, social, economic, political moment in time that even allows us to ask this particular question? Um, If you'll allow me, Zakina, let me propose a different question. Um, If we are to ask, is homosexuality unnatural? It's highly unlikely that you would ever have a show debating that question. Because the particular social and historical and scientific moment doesn't allow that question to be debated any longer. You know, those kinds of questions have been put to bed. Science has answered it for us. But if this was 1980, certainly we could have endless shows on that kind of question. So it's it's a danger to assume that questions are merely natural when, in fact, they come out of particular time periods. And this question in particular is coming out of a very particular time period, which I can elaborate on later. Fair enough. Uh, Jacob? Um, Sakina, I I, I think I hear... um, from whence does uh, um, Mr. Pillay come from, um, as a psychologist probably. Uh, but for me, I think the context is uh, within our own epoch in history now because of the events that are shaping us, the, the events that are shaping our attitude, our thinking, and so on in terms of what is happening now. And that's how I would uh, you know, reduce it at level. Uh, in order for me to address the situation in terms of racial tensions, in terms of um, the happenings as we see in South Africa, in terms of how we respond to the material conditions as they exist now. Uh, and, and for me, that, that, that would be what is important. But I don't know how he wants to pitch it up, uh, but I understand why he is asking whether something is natural. And for me, um, if I reduce it to what I've said, uh, it means it is not natural. Uh, uh, for me, it means these are learned things. These are things that are shaped by materials and therefore are not, uh, it's not natural to be, um, to, be, to be racist. It's not natural. It's the things we learn uh, and that is dictated by the environment that we live in as we respond to that environment. And in my thinking, that's how I would preach it. 
Well, um, perhaps with that, it brings us back to the question at hand. Uh, now that we've established, uh, you know, from what Santosh said, uh, you know, about uh, the historical moment, uh, the, the the manufactured nature of the question, but is it natural, do you think, John? You know, I think prejudice is natural. We need to define prejudice and we need to define natural. Prejudice means simply to prejudge. Yes, to come to a conclusion before you have all the evidence. And we do that all the time as human beings. Um, So in that sense, it's natural. It's an innate quality we have. What's unnatural, I think, is then proceeding from that ignorance and building policy around it, uh, building institutions that disenfranchise people based on those beliefs. So I think we need further to draw a distinction between prejudice and racism, or even between prejudice and bigotry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we prejudge all the time. This cup of coffee right here, I look at it and I think it's not going to be sweet because it has no sugar. Yeah. But it is sweet. It's very sweet. It has sugar in it. But I don't know that until I get the information. I prejudged this cup of coffee. Santosh? Yeah, um, I definitely disagree with John. I mean, I, I can understand why he would say that there's an inclination and almost a, a sort of human impulse to prejudge. Um, but prejudice did not fall from the sky, Sakina. You know, um, and I certainly don't believe that it's hardwired into our brains or into our minds. And I definitely do not think it evolved into our DNA somehow magically. Um, so my answer is an emphatic no, that we are not naturally prejudiced. And in fact, to build on what I said earlier, I mean, it's a very sort of Western oriented question with very Western oriented assumptions about what it means to be a human being. Um, And if we take, um, I mean, very popular concepts in Africa, if you had to take a simple concept like Ubuntu, I mean, Ubuntu assumes, I mean, almost a lack of natural prejudice. You know, in fact, it assumes the opposite. It assumes a natural inclination to help our fellow human beings. It assumes a natural inclination to, in fact, embrace the other and not be prejudiced against the other. So if we just take very common understandings of what it means to be a human being in the African context, I mean, already the question already seems very odd in its asking, don't you think? Well, not quite. I don't think so. Uh, because even in the explanation that you've just advanced, when you say, um, you know, Ubuntu uh, is that natural inclination to help others, but who are the others? Are they not the people in the same community as you, people who are immediately around you, uh, not necessarily people who are from outside of your natural environment? At least that's what I'm thinking right now. Mm. So, I mean, some, some people before me have argued that um, perhaps we are more inclined to, to cluster into groups, which might perhaps be uh, a sort of natural outcome of the ways in which societies have been, have been designed. But our natural inclination to be in groups is not necessarily a natural inclination to be prejudiced. So naturalizing prejudice, like I said, almost creates historical amnesia. Because prejudice, although it's widespread, and I certainly agree prejudice is absolutely widespread, it has been the outcome of deliberate actions by human beings over time. And in fact, it's been, such, it's been so deliberate and so manufactured that we've begun to see it as natural, as part of the fabric of day-to-day life. Uh, but a cursory look at history actually shows us otherwise. John? I don't know if that's true. Does a cursory look at history show us otherwise? I mean, we can talk about a time before color prejudice, but this isn't the only kind of prejudice worth speaking of, I think. And Jacob, what's your view? 
Um, look, Sakina, um, when we are born as children, we are born as pure. And, and we come to the world that has all events and things like that. And events tend to shape us. So it is, I can understand why we think it is natural, but it's an assumption. It's, it's an assumption that we prejudge. But um, basically for me, it means these are the things we learn as we interact with the nature outside of ourselves. And therefore, it's not like it's intrinsic. It's not like we are born knowing that a white person versus a black person and the like. We are born pure as human beings. And we learn other things as we interact with the nature. That's why I said material conditions gives us perception. And normally prejudice, one of the meanings is that you are judging something unfairly. In other words, you are judging something without giving it um, a, a deeper thought and meaning. And therefore, the fact that we have learned these and they have produced hardened attitudes, which are unfair because we, we are basing our thinking on probably an unfair situation. So uh, I don't think it is natural. Uh, it, it, my view is that it's not natural. Is that it is learned as we interact with the environment that we find. And therefore, we create history-based so does that mean that uh, we have a natural inclination to judge? Yes, we do. We do have a natural inclination because we have brains. We, we, we interact, and in the, interact in, in the interaction with the world, we think. And therefore, thinking uh, does not necessarily choose what is right or what is wrong. But later... Our actions based on our thinking and, 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 and what we tend to think the world is, is what produces um, events that are not palatable or sometimes that are inhuman for that matter. Therefore, it is not natural to produce un- I mean, inhuman um, situations. It simply means uh, our, our thinking patterns have drawn us away from what we should be, and that can't be natural. But I wonder, though, if we're saying that it's natural to think, to be a thinking being, uh, to be rational, then I think it would also follow that it's, if that's a God-given ability or an innate ability, then it is also natural to reason without having all the information. We do it all the time. It, prejudice is a form of ignorance, and it's, it's faulty logic, but I don't think that it's... I don't know that it's necessarily something we pick up along the way. Um, When we're children, we see the difference between boys and girls, right? And we may carry into that relationship assumptions about what's expected in terms of behavior from one to the other. Um, And we're not always correct with that. I don't think that there's much difference between gender prejudice and color prejudice in that sense, in the sense that when we're talking about prejudice, we're really talking about ignorance, and that's something that I think you cannot go back and look historically and find a time before ignorance. So the question we're asking this morning on the forum at eight, is prejudice natural? Are these prejudices that we hold a fundamental and natural part of what makes us human? And we'll take your calls immediately after this. Dear sir or madam, if you're test driving a seven-seater MPV that is not the Honda Mobilio, ask the salesman these four questions. One, does this MPV have the leading head and leg room in its class? Two, do the seats in this MPV fold and tilt in a multitude of ways? Three, 
Has this car brand been awarded South Africa's best car brand three years running? Or even once? Four, why am I even on this test drive? Finally, ask yourself, why am I not standing in a Honda dealership considering the seven-seater Mobilio from 173,900 Rand, also available with the economical CVT gearbox? Honda, the power of dreams. Catch all the glory and bliss of Hinduism with Sadhna every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. on SABC3. This week, we meet the phenomenal Amshatuzi Hindu Development Committee on the KwaZulu-Natal North Coast. And we celebrate Krishna Janamastami in Port Elizabeth. More seva, more satsang, more music and dance. Every Saturday at 11.30 a.m. Find it on 3. The Centre for Accounting of the University of the Free State secured funding from the Facet CETA to support studies of black accounting students enrolling for certain undergraduate and honours accounting degrees in 2016. Bursaries are available that covers tuition fees and textbooks. New first-year and honours students should visit ufs.ac.za forward slash F-A-S-S-E-T for more information and application procedures. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. 24 minutes after 8 here on uh, the Forum at 8. And our question this morning, is prejudice natural? Is it natural? Are you born, uh, you know, uh, to be naturally predisposed to prejudice? Uh, that's what we're asking. So do let us know what your views are. 891 Let me read some of the SMSs that came through earlier. Makeba in Pretoria says, Capitalism and religion are the main sources of prejudice as it projects gains and privileges of the, those who benefit uh, from it and use religion to sustain it. Prejudice is a a political social construct that's embedded in capitalist values. That's according to Makeba. This one unsigned says babies don't know um, that they or other babies are male or female, black or white, or any other differences. They only know that they are human. It is adults are meant to love and care and teach them who instill their own prejudices on these children. Now, uh, you made that point uh, just before the break, um, John. So maybe you want to respond to that one. I don't know that I agree with that either. Babies know that they're human. I mean, we don't even know what that means to be human. I'm 44 years old. I'm still figuring that out. So I think, and again, I think that some of the listeners may be conflating prejudice with racism, right? And we're not, they're not the same thing. Prejudice, again, by definition, is to judge beforehand or to judge unfairly. And we're judging unfairly because we lack information or we lack exposure. So I still maintain that uh, in that sense it's natural. But I also uh, agree that prejudice has been used in the interest of capitalism, in the interest of certain religions, in the interest of racism and racialism. Um, But that's another question, I think. Santosh? I completely agree with the listener that said um, sort of religion and capitalism are some of the main culprits because I think that's exactly what I was talking about when I, when I said that particular historical moments have given rise um, to particular forms of prejudice. I mean, if we take prejudices like racism, xenophobia, homophobia, sexism, um, heteronormativity, classism, all of these prejudices can be traced back to historical periods that deliberately manufactured this. 
I mean, colonialism and its Christian missionaries, capitalism and its reliance on inequality, patriarchy and its need for fixed gender roles, the rise of Christianity and Islam in Africa and the pathologization of diverse sexualities, the drawing of artificial boundaries in Africa and the rise of xenophobia and tribalism. I mean, apartheid in South Africa as a form of internal colonialism. Prejudice, therefore, cannot just be natural when there's compelling historical evidence that history has manufactured the situation. And we might be victims of history currently, definitely not helpless victims, but we certainly are victims of history. Well, let's go to the lines. 891 Cedric is calling from Durban. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Sakina. How and your and your your guests? Um, look, um, what your guests have been saying, it is correct. Um, the, these are linked to social exclusion. Um, these are socially constructed roles. For example, when it comes to gender, um, women, when you grow up. You socially, you are groomed to believe that as a boy, you are superior than a girl. And when you grow up further, you are made to believe that as a man, you are not allowed to cook. It's only the woman that needs to cook. And these are socially constructed roles. And when it comes to social exclusion as well, You have, for example, when you grew up, we were told that um, albinism, um, these are not people, they are monkeys. And these are socially constructed, um, you know, roles. These are social constructed um, mechanisms in a capitalist uh, society. In India, for example, let me make an example of India. In India, you have a caste system. When you grow up in this layer of a family, you are not allowed to go up to the next layer. And and, and these are socially uh, constructed mechanisms of excluding other people from, from the rest of the society so that you are seen to be belonging to a certain level where... God has put you in, yet it is socially, socially constructed. All right. That's Cedric in Durban. Let's hear from Irma and Rhonda Bosch. Good Hi. Morning. Hi. Um, prejudice is not natural in that it's not biological. We are not born mm. prejudiced, but it is quite natural to have a... It's when one group encounters another group which is very different from its own. So, for example, if somebody moved in next to me and started slaughtering cows in their backyard, I would move away. And I'm, I'm entitled to my own way of life. So we have, it is socially constructed and we need to teach young children not to be racist. We need an education program through the country to teach people about racism. We have had nothing like that since 1994. All right. Thank you so much, Irma. This morning we're asking the question whether prejudice is natural. 
are we born when, uh, with an innate ability to be prejudiced? And uh, taking your views on this on 0891-104-208 and also on the other platforms, uh, SMS number 34701, Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo. Uh, I want to take Dr. Addis uh, from Mabatu because he's been there uh, since before the news break. Dr. Addis, thanks for your patience. Good morning. And the listener is Dr. Ade from Abato. Uh, with the present discussion of the topic, it will be difficult to do justice to read to conclude whether it's natural or not without taking a lot of things into context. In this world, there's nothing that is in vacuum. Everything in life is contextual. If you take the definition of natural, for example, it says existing in or derived from nature, not made or caused by human kind. If we look at that definition, for us to say, is it natural or unnatural to be prejudiced, we need to really take into consideration the environment, the context, because nobody can just be born without environmental influence. From medical point of view, we talk of genetical predisposition. In, in born, in, in, in nature. But at the same time, we also talk of environmental. Those we agree. For somebody to, for someone to say some, something is natural, you talk of multifactorial issues. And if we apply that to the topic we are discussing at the moment, it will be very difficult to say that to be prejudiced, uh, to be prejudiced, yes, it's not natural. So that is my suggestion. Thanks. Thank you so, uh, so much, uh, Dr. Adi. And um, it is problematizing this even further. But uh, Jacob, let's hear from you. Uh, would you like to respond to that first batch of callers? Yeah, yes, uh, um, Sakina. Um, look, it's not natural to be prejudiced uh, because you are, you, are, you, are, you are basing your information on uh, very scanty information or you haven't gone deep into thinking. I mean, this has happened with very great philosophers who thought that black people are inferior and therefore this has caused people to be shipped to the Americas to become next to beast of burdens. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and that was not correct. And it can never be natural because you are acting outside the bounds of what nature has given us as human beings. Uh, another example, I mean, it's post-94, and we're asking the question, is South Africa ready to have a woman president? Now, your question is uh, very relevant in the sense that, should we be asking that question? And I think Mr. Pillay made a point that uh, who's asking the question, you know, and it, it became very relevant. But all the same, uh, should we be debating whether are we ready for a woman president? What are we suggesting? What are we really saying? Uh, so, uh, you know, prejudice itself is based on assumptions, uh, which Mr. Pillay has, has alluded to. And therefore, assumptions are sometimes uh, bases upon which we make decisions, but uh, whether they are right or wrong is, is, is subject to, you know, hindsight after we have acted and then we see that we, we, we were wrong. So therefore, for me, uh, natural means it is not, it, it means we are born with. Anything that we are not born with, for me, is unnatural. So 
Uh, I would think that most of the problems that have been caused in the world, whether it be, it be I mean, the United States is struggling with racial uh, perceptions now, and uh, we, we are also struggling with uh, building the nation at this point in time because attitudes have hardened. I mean, the history from 1652 to now was loaded with the environment, and some of the things that have been done to other people uh, have been so um, you know, atrocious that they have hardened attitude. Therefore, it is even difficult to build a nation based on those things. Uh, for me, it means it is unnatural. Uh, All right. Prejudice is just unnatural. John? That's for sure. Yes, one of the exciting parts of doing shows like this is when I get to amend my position. And the caller, Ingrid, I think, uh, something about her language clarified a lot for me. Irma. Irma. Irma, I'm sorry. Um, when she was talking about prejudice requiring interaction among individuals, among people, among groups, and that being something that's not biological, um, it snapped something in place for me. So maybe I'd adjust what I'm saying to, to say that we have the capacity for ignorance or the capacity for prejudice at birth, uh, but maybe it is a learned behavior and maybe it is learned when we interact with others. Um, that said, I'm also interested in advancing the question, which is something uh, our first guest, I'm sorry, I don't um, Santosh. Santosh, yes, said earlier um, about the context and um, what's implied in the question. I'm um, African-American, Mexican-American, and um, over there we're living through a, a very interesting time. Yeah, um, we're coming to the end of the second term of the um, first, uh, what we considered a black president. Um, and there's a backlash. You see it all the time with the Tea Party, uh, with Donald Trump, with the police killing of unarmed black men and women. Um, that's become epidemic. So I think um, one of the questions we're asking ourselves over there is about the permanence of racism. Yeah. Uh, maybe the question of, about prejudice being natural, there's a question behind that, which is what do we do in a world in which racial prejudice seems like such a permanent fixture? Mm. Santosh? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I completely agree with, uh, with the points brought up by John and Jacob at the moment, because I, I mean, certainly there has to be a dynamic interaction between some of the stuff that we're born with and some of the stuff that kind of arises out of interaction. Um, and I'm glad that uh, sort of John mentioned racial prejudice because really the, the, the big elephant in the room when we talk about prejudice or stereotypes or bias seems to always be about race. And for me, the suspicion about the question is that if we get to a point where we say, yes, we are naturally prejudiced, we have almost settled for a cop-out that we can kind of all sit back and relax and go, oh, well, let's excuse the racist because, you know, he's born that way. Uh, let's excuse is that the what homophobe. it means, though? Is that what it means? Or is this not just, um, you know, a quest to understand, to better understand why we do the things we do, why people behave in the ways in which they do? I think, Zakina, that, 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 that's too innocent a position. And I think um, I would take a much more critical position around the asking of the question, that it isn't just an innocent scientific inquiry. 
um, that is actually a very sort of politically loaded question um, because it, it justifies certain actions, it justifies certain behaviors, and it kind of justifies certain ways of thinking if we kind of naturalize processes that are actually social in origin. Um, but but the, can, I, can I also propose another question, which is even if we all agreed that prejudice was natural, well, so what? Because the real question after that is, even if it is natural, even if somehow we all agree that it's natural, is it sustained naturally? Is it sustained innately or biologically? And, and that's that, a fair question. Hmm, and, and, and I mean, and for, for me, question. the answer is absolutely no. Um, but because, could it be that mm-hmm. you... Uh, are prejudiced towards my question to begin with. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that we've established that, let's go back to the lines. 891 Tabo in Durban, good morning. Uh, good morning, yes. We are not prejudiced by birth, but I must say that we are very vulnerable as human beings to be uh, as victims and to fall victims of prejudices by forces around us. And we know those forces of media, etc. But having said that, I think that we need to ask ourselves very particularly that if you take a shark and you put it in water and you put a drop of blood in the water, will the shark automatically move towards the blood? I think this is typical human behavior when it comes to perception and how things are manipulated around us. Given that, I would like to ask one other question. The word uh, uh, prejudice is rooted out of the word justice, is it not? And it seems as though that the laws of the country are in place so that it keeps our prejudices in line. Wouldn't you think so? That it's a battle that societies will fight from now to the end of time. Okay. Thank you so much, Tabo. We'll get a response in a little bit. Uh, Anonymous in Cape Town. Uh, hi, I just want to um, uh, ask something uh, to the debate of whether it's natural or not. Uh, I think a lot of people have been referring to it as natural or unnatural on the basis of if you're biologically uh, wired or born a prejudice. I don't think it's possible to prove that biologically or scientifically. There are no enzymes or, or genes or whatever that drive racism. Uh, that drives this. But what needs to be asked, if you ask me, is are we born with the ability to respond to, it, to our environment in a way that is likely to produce prejudice? And the emphatic answer to that is yes. Uh, if you take um, kids and suddenly transplant them to an island and expose them to certain things, their natural reaction is going to include the possibility of prejudice. So the the way people are saying we are not born biologically with it is really nonsense because we are born with the ability. You don't have to be injected with it at birth. You don't have to have a particular enzyme flowing through your system to make you that way. But you are born with the ability to, to respond when you're exposed. So the challenge is the things we expose people to as they are as, as they grow not not really a question of do we have biological ability to be to be, to, to be prejudiced thank, thank you. you anonymous uh, tabani is in pine town good morning sakina Hello? yes tabani 
You know, it's one of those, uh, uh, you know, topics that, uh, you know, it, it, you can, we can debate it uh, from, from morning till sunset. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as, as, as human beings, we, we are, you can single out um, prejudice as a, as, a, as a term or whatever, you, but uh, I think we are, we, we, we are that uh, as, human, as human beings. We are liars, uh, we are prejudiced, we, we are racist, we are... You, you you name it so it it it's in us so we 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 can try and and uh, and debate scientifically to say where does that come from uh, and what have you till till sunset but it is indeed we are that and many more here yeah, just sit, just look at the world and and see you know uh, well uh, how people behave and 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 it's 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 it's, uh, it's clear to see that uh, we are such uh, people yeah Thank you, Tabani. Let's go to Pulukwane. Moses, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Sakina, you know, I, I think that uh, it can never be uh, that uh, prejudice, uh, prejudice uh, uh, could be said to be natural. There is something very much important which was said by the psychologist. I think that if we can take this uh, discussion in an African context, it could actually tell us that prejudice is not natural. If you can actually look that our education system by itself, it is westernized. So what happens is that in all studies which are conducted, actually the studies are based on behavior, on mannerism, but not naturally. There is something which Mr. Pile said which is very much important for me. He talked about Ubuntu. For me, I can define Ubuntu as living harmoniously together. So there is no way when you live harmoniously with a person, when they say something, you do not give them a benefit of a doubt. You have, have already have got a perception about what they are going to say is it that they think? Because, look, most of the prejudice is based on race, education, class, gender, ideology. So if you can look that a child, actually uh, when a, a child is learning to talk, uh, a toddler or something of that nature, you would see, if you can say that, I'll beat you, Sakina, the child is going to repeat that. Uh, but does not know actually the sense of that. If the child sees that you have lit a candle, the child is going to go and actually touch the candle, and after being burnt, the child would know that that thing actually I need not to do. Okay. So they cannot prejudge, they cannot do anything. Prejudice can never be natural. Thank you, Moses and Pulukwane. Kolani and Mtata, good morning. Hi, Sakena. Yes, Kolani. Hi, Sakina. Okay. I just wanted to refer people to an, a very interesting interview which is available on YouTube. I came across it recently where Dr. Nelson Mandela was being interviewed by Mr. Ted Koppel in the United States in 1990 where he had to deal with the issue of prejudice from the panelists that were there but his focus was around the issue of, of objectivity. That if we are not, you are not objective, 
you will fall to a trap because people will try to drive their own uh, their own ways and want to see things their ways. But we need to learn to be objective. It's available on YouTube. It will actually help anyone who's got issues with prejudice. <laughs> Thank Thanks. you so much, Tolani and Umtata. Peter in Durban. Good morning. I just want to ask the one guest, Santosh, why is it important to determine whether we are prejudiced at birth. The fact remains that we are prejudiced as adults, and as adults we are making decisions that affect our lives. The other thing that I want to comment is on the other guest, Joe. I want to commend him for being able to change his view. I have yet to come across one person that you've interviewed since I've listened that to your show. That was the first. I agree, Peter. <laughs> have ever been able to be and have the capability to change the view. And I think that man uh, has got the most unbelievable sense of security that I've yet come across. Thank you very much. Thanks, Peter. Thank and we're staying in Durban. Karim, good morning. Hello, good morning. How are you now? Yes, Karim. You can hear me? Clearly. You know, my, my point of... Um, respond to this question is, you know, prejudice is it's, it's rampant everywhere in the world. You, know, you, 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 can't, you can't actually apply it in the context of South Africa. Go throughout the world. You go to England, you go to Portugal, you go to China. They have the similar issue. It's something that, you know, it's just, it's just something where, uh, I think prejudice is not prejudice. It's, it's got very, a lot of facets to it. A person can be prejudiced to you because of your because he's jealous, he doesn't like you. Because you are better than him, he doesn't like you. That doesn't mean that you know he's he's doing deliberately. I think it's a, a natural phenomenon in mankind to have this it will amaze you. You'll meet somebody who'll be talking to you and but inside within himself is prejudiced. Isn't that prejudice? <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get Santosh to respond first. Santosh? Uh, yeah, thanks, Akina. Um, to the caller that asked, why do I think it's important to determine if we are prejudiced from birth? I mean, um, I'm surprised he asked me that because I mean, I, I've kind of been critiquing that question from the beginning. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's important to determine if we prejudice from birth. Uh, in fact, I've, I've been I've been arguing against that. Um, but at the same time, I, I think. It, it, is, it is important to tackle the question insofar as we kind of challenge the question in and of itself. Um, to respond to another caller, Tabo, I, th- I think he made a really good point. He said that we're vulnerable from birth. And I think that's a really, really good point because our vulnerability does start from birth because the, the sort of running commentary throughout the show has really been about how social forces kind of make us the way we are. And I think we really must not underestimate the vulnerability from the moment we are born. You know, from the moment um, a a girl is given pink and a boy is given blue, um, from the moment we assume that our kids are are sort of heterosexual, um, from the moment we sort of um, uh, give identities to our, our children, from the moment we are born, you know, we are born into a world of prejudice already. Um, and just because prejudice is so widespread and just because it looks so natural, because like Jacob said, from 1652, you know, we've had uh, sort of colonialism um, in Africa. So just because it looks so natural, you know, doesn't actually mean that it is natural. Uh, I think that's just the point I wanted to make. But I, I think the callers have made some excellent points as well. Boys and girls and blue and pink. You know, I, I didn't actually think about it in that way. Um, I personally perhaps would never dress my son in 
uh, as a baby. I would never have mm. dressed him in pink or my daughter in blue. But at that point, I didn't think of it as something that is prejudice. Absolutely. And um, also in the naming of our children then, in the mm. naming of ourselves. Mm. Um, why do we have male names and female names? Mm. You know, Absolutely. those sort of things. John? I think it all speaks to a set of um, beliefs and expectations that we develop over time, yes. Um, and I don't know. I think the question that's as important, if not maybe more important, uh, than where prejudice comes from is that it exists in a world, knowing that it exists in a world, what do we do about it? Exactly. Right? Um, to a point that Santosh made earlier about um, if we say that prejudice is natural, we then let people off the hook. I don't believe so because I think that, um, again, if going back to the root definition, uh, prejudice as a form of ignorance, that can be corrected. Yeah, I would say, though, I would uh, suggest that uh, what we call white supremacy is not necessarily based on ignorance. Right? Um, they know exactly what they're doing and who they're doing it to. They have. And I'm talking about United States as well as here. Um, so I don't know that even by definition, white supremacy falls under the category of prejudice as a fault in reasoning. I think it's something else altogether. Um, in America, I think we're at the point where we have, and it's sad to say, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of the other things that are going on, it's sad to say, but I think a lot of us have um, pretty much come to the conclusion that racism is a permanent part of the fabric of American culture, right? So a lot of activists are no longer trying to change the minds and hearts of people as much as trying to change policy, legislation, institution, right? Believe what you're going to believe. We're going to do what we need to do. Jacob? Yeah, Sakina, thank you very much. I think callers have made very important points. Um, one caller spoke about objectivity, and uh, I think that's a, a big step. But what is important also is that we recognize that our nature carries fallibility. Uh, in other words, we are very limited uh, as human beings in terms of knowledge, in terms of exposure to the world. Uh, and then I think when we start realizing that we have those limitations, we will begin to address ourselves because we can then talk about you know, material trappings that have happened in the past, which is, are still forming part of us. I mean, if you look at the economic sphere in South Africa, uh, only one race is advanced, uh, and that is um, material trappings. But this has been um, perpetuated through history. Uh, but when we start addressing our own limitations and the fact that we are fallible, and that um, although we, we are fallible, but we are still called upon to make very serious uh, decisions about our own nation, about ourselves as individuals, about the groups that we belong to, um, and about uh, those who are around us, uh, whether it be South Africans or, 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 or other nations. I mean, we have grappled with, uh, with xenophobia and the likes. Uh, as soon as we begin to address our own limitations as, as human beings, we'll begin um, a path at least somewhere which will take us to what we should be as, as human beings. And we might go back to what our nature endows us with, uh, which is love, 
which is um, uh, love thy neighbor, which is uh, uh, respect other human beings, which is all of those values that are very, very important that makes us human, that we think we are born with. I think that will be our, our beginning to a path that will take us to, to, to prosperity. Let me read a few messages here. Uh, this one says, It exists due to our past when thousands of us were killed by being petrol bombed, stoned to death, necklaced, pushed out of trains by our uh, own liberator. And then um, another one, My children don't warm up to strangers. Doesn't that prove that it's natural? Mm-hmm. Um, Terence and Kimberly says, People that are prejudiced have very low self-esteem. Uh, Audrey Notley in Lepalale says, I just wish that the time will come uh, that the word racist apartheid will disappear and uh, there will be no more prejudice. Ava uh, gives us a definition there. Robin and KZN says, Prejudice is not natural. It is instilled uh, in non-prejudicial minds by parents, bigots, political opportunists and small-minded people. Expat says uh, prejudice is basically fear. Margaret's contribution, what does uh, born pure actually mean? Do very young children not fear the unknown? Um, uh, this one simply says yes, prejudice is natural. Uh, Mzi and Changas in East Rand says in the context of Ubuntu, it is not about only about helping people around you and your community but it's also about helping a stranger uh, in the old days uh, a traveler would be given water to refresh and uh, it could be in the form of milk or bread as well and William in Cape Town the brutality of Africans towards other Africans has clearly shown that the concept of Ubuntu is a fallacy and it's dishonest to keep trotting it out as fact and Joe I'm prejudiced against uh, business and buildings uh, uh, being buses and buildings being torched uh, during the tantrum tango, which is the toy toy. So, John, parting shots? Parting shots. I want to invite your listeners to come to the Third African Women Writers Symposium. This is being held 17th to the 19th of September at the Fringe Joburg Theater. Uh, there's workshops, there's readings, there's panel discussions. Um, if you want to know more, please visit www.arts alive.co.za. And we'll put that up on our social media platforms as well. Jacob? Uh, thank you very much, Sakina. Um, it's been a good um, discussion, and I think it will contribute uh, further to um, achieving our own national stability. I, I, I hope this will be carried um, along um, as we go on. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And uh, Santosh already gone there. So thank you so much to our guests this morning, uh, John Murillo, uh, also Santosh Pillay and Jacob Molapisi. And thanks to you for your fantastic contributions. We'll put up all those messages on our uh, social media websites and also on our webpage, www.safm.co.za. It's nine o'clock. Time for news with Kumbuzile Tabete.